0: This is Adam Hyman and you're listening to my brother from another mother Spike on his podcast known as
1: Backstage with Spike on Anchor FM Who is that? Die together out here. <laughs> You're a good group of boys to die with. I'll tell you that much. He <laughs> should have come here.
0: <laughs> hey, all right. Welcome back, to of Spike, episode 71. That opening song you just heard that. that's from my boy's Trench Gun coming out of Los Angeles, California. Check him out. All right, everybody. So I'm here with my boy Ed Mahalik from West Virginia, filmmaker extraordinaire, director, actor. Boxing coach, and I hear a pretty good corner and cut man. What's up, brother? Not much. What's up? Uh, yeah. I actually just come from the gym. Really? Uh,
2: yeah, we uh, yeah, we're just it was a little late training tonight. I got caught in traffic tonight, and uh, and I, I didn't get anything to eat, so <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry right now. I mean, I could eat a pile of cow shit right now, <laughs>
0: dude. You're getting huge, man. I'm telling you, freaking the muscles. You got muscles on top of muscles from doing this.
2: Uh, I'm probably right now in the best shape I've been in since my late twenties. I'd say, um, I actually probably mid twenties since I played baseball in college, I was probably the best shape I was in. And the only reason I was in that good of shape back then was because I wasn't smart enough to take all these really good classes. So I had all gym classes that semester. So I knew I'd be eligible to play ball.
0: <laughs> I like the haircut. You look fast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the haircut, haircut was, uh, it was artistic choice and I was ready for it, you know, but, uh, it was an artistic choice for, for the, uh, for the film that we're doing.
0: Right. Right. Um, Which by the way, I got to ask, um, now we were promoting it as the journeyman. We change it now to tough man. Um, how we stand with tough man. How's it coming? Like, where are you at with it? Good.
2: We are, uh, we're, we're one more day of shooting left which is tomorrow actually and uh and then it's off to the editing room from from that point now that the, the editing is going to take a lot longer this time there's a lot more involved in it than uh than our last project uh which insidious which right. is still get, still killing it out yeah. there He's in, it an amazing
0: job on that.
2: and uh but there's a lot more uh to do with this one it's a, it's a lot bigger project um, a lot more variables to it. Uh, we're chroma keying in green screening in. we're using drones. Um, we didn't have, uh, we've got a bunch of actors in this where we only had two actors in the last project. Right. So, uh, it, the editing is going to take a lot longer to do, but, uh, man, we got some really good stuff, man. And you've
0: been, you've been sending me those pictures and tell me to keep it under wraps. And I've been biting my my lip not to say nothing. I've been keeping under wraps. I haven't told anybody, but the pictures that you sent me are just incredible. It really, really is. You really went all out on this
2: uh yeah We've 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 had a really good time with it usually- normally uh you know normally I try to keep the whole thing under wraps until we're just about done um with with editing and stuff right but uh but the way I look at it I mean I've been doing this for twenty years now and and I'm, I've not been invited to the Oscars yet, and I'm, I'm not hit big time yet. So you will,
0: you will. I'm why telling not you,
2: switch it up a little bit, and 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 I kind of liked your idea of uh, just every now and then throwing a little hits out, like a little diary of uh, what's going on behind the scenes as we go. Right. Um, which I'd never, I'd never done that before because I was always just so I'm, I'm
0: so. Uh, yeah, you're busy. You don't think to take time to stop and do that. Yeah. I got to tell you the pictures you've been sending me, I've been saving them and I'm making a little video myself. I'm putting together like a video scrapbook of all that you sent me. And then, you know, when everything is all said and done, I want to, you know, send that to you. Like I'm putting a little scrapbook together.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really psyched about this project. I mean, it involves something that, uh, that, that I, I have another love of, uh, besides filmmaking and then, and that's, that's fighting. Um, I, uh, I got professional boxers uh, to help
0: me out, and uh, yeah, yeah. The scenes are real. Like I want everybody to know that too. The scenes are real. I mean, it's it's about boxing the video, but definitely going to tell you that. But uh, the fighting's real, right?
2: Yes, the fighting is real. We set the ring up. Would you call it
0: Mexican standoff or something? You guys are putting your foot in, and you can't back out.
2: Yeah, yeah. We did. uh, We did. We did a little Mexican standoff, and I'm not trying to be racist, but Mexican (laughs) fighters. Mexican fighters, they 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 go toe to toe, man. I mean, they're right. some of the toughest guys in the world, and and they they don't run around run away from each other. They just go at it and bang. But there's this little drill that we do sometimes uh, with our fighters, and we'll, we'll stick a tire in the middle of the ring, and you put your front foot in, and you just do counters and slips, and uh, and 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 you just go at it. You you can't get away from them, so you have to find other means to get away. You got to slip, roll. Um, counterpunch block catch there's so many different things that you got to do uh so i incorporated that into this because what what how we did this with the fighters was i brought them in for for one round and we do a round um regular just regular sparring no headgear, um and and they had their their fight trunks on i got a referee in there who's an actual referee um uh, his name is the, the Raging Bull. He was an MMA fighter and a, and a uh, boxer himself. Yeah, he looks, uh, he looks like a trainer. badass. I'm, I'm
0: saying the referee looks so badass.
2: Oh, he is <laughs> a badass. I've yeah. known him for a long time. Uh, he is a badass. But, it, you know, he had a great time doing it because he has a refereed in a while. So now he's going to get back into refereeing, which is great. Right. Um, so we went, we went around and uh, just a live round. And then, uh, after I got done with uh, those, those three fighters, then I called them back into the ring and we did, uh, you know, 20, 30 seconds of Mexican standoff okay. with a close up, but with a closer camera shot so that we could get some, like some, some heavy action. And I'm kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to tip my hand too much, but I'm kind of wanting to use that along with a bunch of other stuff in the guitar solo.
0: Okay. Which, by the way, was uh, our um, uh, boy Adam Hyman did that guitar solo. He did a great oh, job.
2: It's, it's amazing. Uh, I'd like to do uh, um, what do you call it, a grand finale, like you do with uh, fireworks, right. um, Of of images during the guitar solo, so there'll be uh, there'll be images that uh, that 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 we've shot throughout. We shot some specifically for that, and some we're going to pick out of uh, other. Uh, setups. Okay. Uh, we won't repeat any shots, but we will. You will see. I mean, I, I, I'm not opposed to using the same setup right. or the same same thing, but I, I won't use the same. I see, I see a lot of uh, bands do that in their videos, and they'll uh, they'll 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 keep putting the same footage over and over again. Right, and, right, and repeat. I mean, it, it's not bad. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a bad. It's just an artistic choice that, and we've always been uh, with my partner uh, Lee Bo Whittle. Um, that's just been that's just been a standard that we've always wanted to 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 live up to. That we created ourselves as far as that that part.
0: I actually like when it's the same shot over, but then from a different angle. Like you know, it's the same, you know, it's the same well, yeah. scene. Say, but. They're showing you the different angles yeah. that it happened. Like I like something like that. that's usually cool.
2: Well, that's what I mean by the same setup.
0: Right. Okay.
2: I don't mind using the same setup or the same uh, action that's going on from a different angle or from a different point in the shot.
1: Okay. You know,
2: further, further along in the se- you could even be the same exact shot as long as it's not the exact moments of the, the exact frames that that we had used before. So it could be two seconds after. That
0: you know, right, right, right. After the money's gone, you know. I And you, you got funny story. You mentioned that the you got some drone footage. You told me a funny story though, like like the first day or something. You forgot to shut off a fan, and you blew oh, the yeah. guy's drone over, and you fucking That's broke something. it. It was pretty much like the first or second shot, actually. Oh
2: that, man! Fuck. That, and he just fired up his drone, and we're 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 in the gym, so he hasn't uh, he hasn't done much. Work in the inside he has But he, uh, because of the rooftop We couldn't get GPS for his Controls for his phone so Okay uh, So he's got to manually run the whole Thing so he's And I had the fans turned on because It's it's hot as hell in the
0: gym Yeah
2: so I had fans turned on And that sounded uh, like a nice Cold beer but <laughs> Anyway he takes on The fans, bathing
0: suit season you know what
2: I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Takes off and the fan uh, catches the drone and oh, flips the fuck it and broke the broke the blades off of it. Did not and I'm like, we're just know. getting started. And I was like, nope. there. So so right there was fifty bucks out of my pocket right off oh, the back, man. You know, because them those little blades are expensive. So did he
0: have backup, or did he have to go buy them and all that shit? Was it a whole big no, he freaking had, to do? Yeah, he had I, it had.
2: Back. I, just, I had to buy him some new ones. But yeah, he yeah, had yeah. Back. And we turned the fans off, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was uh, unfortunate that it happened, but it kind of broke the ice for us a little
0: bit. And let me ask you a question: So during the shooting, at all, did anybody like get hurt at all? Was there anything like that that went on? Any miscues or something? Did anybody get really get popped or? Uh,
2: I I got I caught a liver
0: <laughs> shot. Yeah, uh,
2: and uh, it was in the main fight. Uh, so we so there's a main fight. Uh, I, I don't mind giving the story up a little bit. The, the, the guy's an ex-con and, uh, you know, he kind of makes a little bit of peace with himself with his, uh, you know, he, he befriends the CEO at his, at his prison. And he kind of makes a little, uh, ease with himself. And he, when he, when he gets out, he becomes, a, he goes to the trainer to become a fighter. All right. So, um, anyways, we're the main fighter, that, uh, that we'll be showing at the, the, the end um, and throughout, various parts throughout. Um, while we are in there fighting, you know, I, we did a little more choreographing with that fight. Those first three fighters, no. But the main fighter, we, we did a round, we did a little Mexican standoff, and then we started choreographing for, for story. So I gave him a combination to throw at me, and, and I wanted him to catch me with a, a liver shot. So... He rolls the combination out and throws it and I and I, I I dropped my elbow and blocked it. And then I kind of went down and and I was like, that that just didn't feel real. I mean it's just not it's it's not it's not usable.
1: I'm like, let's do this again.
2: So I'm thinking he's gonna go like, you know, fifty percent, sixty percent. So he rolls out the same combination. I left my I left my my right hand up okay. and he just Drills me with the liver shot. Oh, and man. It shows on camera, which is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my face, uh, I mean, my, I, it took the wind out of me, and it dropped me. I mean, it literally dropped me. Right. Even, uh, even the, the bull, the referee, he he goes, oh, boy, that one was real, wasn't it? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was down, on, I was down on one knee. I was like, yes, it's you very suffer, real. You suffer for <laughs> your art. Yeah, so he starts doing the standing eight count. Thank God that, the, you know, the camera was behind him because he was, he was, he could, he was almost laughing his ass off, you know, right, right, right. standing eight count. Um, so we, we rolled through the standing eight count and get up and, 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 do it. But then we did, uh, there's a, there's a few knockdowns that, 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 uh, I take in that fight. Um, I mean, it's just a brawl, right. it's a brawl fight and. Uh, We, we, you know, we use a little fake blood and stuff and he, he catches me with a hook and blood spurts out of my mouth and then towards the camera. And and we shot that slow-mo and there's, I mean, there's some some really cool shots that we got with the fighting, um, really, really cool shots that we got with the fighting.
0: Yeah. But I, go ahead. No,
2: I was going to say then, you know, we had we, we, we had to come up with a story we had, we had several storylines that i'd come up with and uh and one of the reasons why we was going to go with journeyman at first was
0: yeah if you can if you can explain it to people who don't know like what a journeyman really is to begin with
2: all right like the meaning of it a journeyman is a traveler right um, you have it in your trades like i'm a journeyman pipe fitter which means i can travel to other places and i'm certified to work in in other uh, locals. I'm a union pipe fitter. A journeyman fighter travels for pay. He fights for money. He's a journeyman. He will travel to fight. Um, Most of your pro fighters, uh, pretty much all your pro fighters are considered journeyman fighters. Now, as a journeyman fighter, doesn't mean that you're going to make it to the next level or you're going to make it to the top but those journeyman fighters man they even if they don't make it to the next level which 99% of the guys don't 99% of your fighters are just journeymen they, they they still work their ass off they still they still have a love of it they still it's it's what they do for you know it's how they make a living uh even if it's a part-time living it's how they make a living and it's something they love and they are considered journeymen i didn't want to put a bad stigma on the word journeyman and because this fighter of course um he's he's not a he's not a top level fighter um but he's a hard worker and he doesn't get outworked he makes out he maybe get out talented uh, by better fighters but he doesn't get outworked and he has a love of it and he puts the effort in so we were we went with the journeyman as uh in the beginning and um and then, uh, it evolved and we were going to show him, you know, going through the steps and signing with an agent and, uh, all this other stuff, but something else came up.
1: Hey, what happened?
2: Bo come to me yeah. and said, man, my, my, my friend, he's a, he's a cop up here. In you, you don't have,
0: don't give it away.
2: I know you and don't want to give this away yet. Do don't do, do it. Do so, <laughs> so we decided to, you know,
0: go that route, right?
2: Go the other route. Yeah. and. Uh, and, and, um, and, and, and basically this guy's just a tough man.
1: Right.
2: Uh, the other reason for the tough man is because the tough man contest is um, the ring got donated. Um, I mean, I still had to pay the guys to put it up and,
0: right. and. But you, you, you say no, now tough man, no, uh, is sponsoring this. Correct. Well,
2: <laughs> well yeah, of course, because yeah. I mean, he donated the, uh, he did, he donated the ring. Very the guy cool. that man is uh his name is jerry thomas he's the his brother is uh tommy franco thomas who was a professional boxer back in the 80s um he was ranked sixth in the world okay. at one time. fought Spinks. he fought a bunch of guys um well his brother uh started this uh this fighting competition called the tough man contest which is basically in west virginia there's like seven fights Um, and he, he travels around the state and puts it on. So these amateurs to come and, uh, it's a tournament and it's, it's been going on for like 45 years now. And he also, um, is, uh, he is the promoter for all of our pro fighters that we have. Okay. Uh, So they're all, they're all signed under him. Like Dakota linger who, uh, who just won, uh, in Madison square Garden June 11th, knocked the dude out in the second round. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: yeah uh he's 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 one of the guys that I train now I'm the assistant coach I'm a strength and conditioning coach um I'm learning the skills that I'm I'm getting there you know as a, to be a skills more of a skills oriented coach um but I I'm, I'm I'm primarily do the conditioning and strength um and as time goes on, I'm, you know, I'm learning the corners. I'm learning the cut man work. I'm, I'm learning, uh, all these, uh, other aspects of it. I trained there as well. And, and I spar with the guys, uh, not so much anymore because I'm a trainer now, right? but I've sparred with all of them and Dakota linger, he's 140 pounds, but he hits like a, he hits like
0: a 220 <laughs> like pounds, like a truck, right? <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. He is so tough, man. Uh, what what Mark, about Mark, my
0: boy Murph? How's Murph doing?
2: Oh yeah. I just want, I wanted to give a shout out to him cause he's <laughs> going to be listening to this. Yeah. Uh, at, at work. Um, uh, he, he works Mondays and Tuesdays night shift at, uh, at an air airplane place. Okay. Uh, he does repairs on airplanes at an airport. Um, uh, yeah. Scrappy little kid, man. Uh, he's, he's an amateur fighter and, uh, He's, he's really, really, really improved. He's been with us since uh, last January and uh kid has gotten so much better. I mean, he's, it's every time we turn around, he's, he's, he's improving one step after another and uh, he's got something you can't teach. And uh, he's right. got that heart. He's got that Dakota linger type of heart and uh, you can't teach that stuff. Um, and he's a, he's a good kid. And he's pretty tough and he's going to be, he's going to be a good pro one day. Um, yes. What the, so what,
0: what weight classification is he in? He would be in the,
2: uh, let's see. He's, he's not like heavyweight. He's just below the super middleweight. Okay. Class. Uh, right in that area. Now on these amateur fights, they don't, they're not the same as like the pros. Um, they have, uh, you don't you normally don't have to, have to be like exactly the same weight to okay. fight in the, these fights there's like a ten leeway. pound
0: leeway yeah
2: yeah that you can you can and he's at the he'd be at the lower end of the uh of the light heavyweight or cruiserweight which would be in the amateurs and the higher end of the 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 uh super middle or or middleweight you know and uh we, we've got an excellent trainer I want to give another shout out to him because he also is going to be one of your listeners. Uh, uh, Tim Wheeler, the Sandman uh, he is probably the best boxing coach in the country. He takes these guys. You got to understand where we're at here in West Virginia. We don't have a, a pool of all these athletes and we don't have the industry here. There's no money here. There's the gyms are spread out pretty far and he's taking these guys out of the tough man contest with little pedigree. They're not USA boxing amateurs. You know, they're, they're coming out like the tough man contest. They may have a few local amateur fights. I mean, he's had some that were USA guys, but he's taken them to state championships and then he's put them on the world stage. And he's done it with iron Mike Schneider who knocked out one of Mayweather's guys in Vegas. He's had Dakota linger has been to Vegas to LA. He's been to Mass square gardens a couple of times. He had, uh, Cody Wilson, uh, just past January up in a Don King fight. Um, he's had several guys that he's brought from basically from scratch and, 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 and put them on the world stage, you know, and, and, that, and that, that's so helpful for West Virginia. Tim started out as a, an amateur boxer himself. I think he was like 62 and two. He got out of it and got into uh refereeing. So if you've watched a lot of boxing, I guarantee it. You've seen this. You've seen him before. Okay. You may not recognize him, but you've seen him because he's refereed like Felix Trinidad. Uh, he's refereed world ch- world title fights. He's refereed on HBO, ESPN, Showtime, all of it. You know,
1: right,
2: right. he's pretty well known in the boxing world. And he decided uh, that uh, you know he wanted to give back to the sport, so he he became a trainer, and he's probably been training guys for. About 25,
1: 30
2: years. Oh wow! Okay, and he's uh he's a plethora of knowledge, and and I just wanted to give a shout out to him. He's 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 the best coach in the United States. I mean, and the proof is in the pudding. He's taken these guys from scratch, put them on the world stage. So yeah, just cool. That's that's. I'm, I'm glad I got to, to get that out of the way there.
0: So so if we can, let's talk about the music a little bit. Um, you, when you first came to me with this uh, idea, you you were, you were pretty adamant. You you wanted our boy Trey Sosio from Sincere to do the vocals. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure you're happy, right? I think the kid came through oh, for yeah. us, right? Heck, man,
2: Trey kicks ass, dude. I mean, I love his style. Um, yeah, awesome, dude. Dude's got a great style. I love his energy. Um, petty theft. I can listen to that song. It's one of yours yeah. that he did. With I can listen to that over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, we even put a little teeny clip of that in the Insidious video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of us playing. Yeah. The video. Yeah, part. You guys
1: playing. Yeah. 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 It wasn't.
2: We use the music, of course, but we, we, uh, yeah. When, 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 uh, Lizzie Bear was putting the pillow over my head, uh, <laughs> yeah. you could watch one of your videos. But yeah, I love, I love Trey's work. I've I've listened to to uh, a lot of his other stuff um, that he, he he and his uh, buddy
0: does. His energy, <laughs> like you, you can't find that anywhere. I mean, his energy is just like ten every time.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's great. And he, I'm gl- I'm
0: glad he had time, you know, for us to to do this because you know he just had a baby like six months ago, or whatever. Um, his uh baby's name is Ever, which I think is an awesome name. Um, Ever. Ever ever oh, ever ev- yep like everlast
2: <laughs> yeah like everlast part. Yeah. yeah
0: but uh you know and I'm glad he had time to to to, to fit us in and to work on a project with us
2: and yeah me too me too that was great and, and and he and Adam that and Adam's guitar solo and Trey yeah and you and and the the sounds that you came up with and the and the riffs that you played yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's total package. This 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 is incredible.
0: Uh, thank you. Again, like when I came up with the first, you know, bit for it, then you're like, eh, I want it to be longer. Can we do like eight or nine minutes if you can? I was like, all right. So I went back to the drawing board and you know, that's how I came up with the different parts I was like, all right, let's make this nine minutes long now, you know? Well, it's perfect
2: because it, it there's, it's, it's three distinctly different parts and, and we are, and we also, uh, as, as a filmmaker, I like to tell a story. I don't like to just show a bunch of cool images, like a rap video right. and, and just go with it. I like to tell a little story. Um, so it has a beginning, a middle and an end, and it's, it worked out perfectly. Right. I mean, it really, really worked out perfectly. Uh, I'm, I'm so impressed with and that. And, a,
0: and again, let's not forget though, the lyrics, you wrote the lyrics. I mean, we just did a little tweaking, you know, uh, Trey and I, but, uh, you wrote the lyrics to the song and the lyrics are, you know, it's great. You know, I mean, I totally get it. When I was reading the lyrics, I'm like, I get it. I get it. What he's, what he's getting at here.
2: Oh, cool. Uh, well, there's a little funny story about that too. I remember months before you were like, I want to do some kind of a gladiator or boxing song or something. Yeah. I racked my brains and racked my brains. I was like, Man, I—I I mean, because I—I was—I felt—I guess maybe because it just didn't come out naturally, and, and I was trying to write something about uh, fighting or boxing or something, and I couldn't come up with nothing. I ended up coming up with a song that uh, that I hooked up uh, Undead Asylum with. <laughs> <while> oh, okay. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> hypocrites and fools, because I kept going, man. I just can't think of nothing, and, and then this hypocrites and fools thing came along. So I, I you know, I knew that an Undead Asylum guy—he was into that style of. Uh, you know, lyrics. So I, I hooked up yeah. with him on, but then yep. later on, I come from the gym one day and we'd been, you know, we'd been, we'd been talking about stuff, you know, we've been, uh, we'd been saying certain things over and over again. Um, and, and because of, uh, you know, we were working with one of the guys and we, right. and we, and he was new and we kept saying, do this, do this, do this. But, and then it came down to stick and move, stick and move. And, and you know, and, and I was like, boom, it just flowed out. And I wrote it in like five minutes, 10 minutes,
0: you know? And, and I, uh, got, I got, not to interrupt, but I gathered that right off the bat. When I was reading the lyrics, when you sent it to me um, and I sent it to Trey, Trey's like, it keeps repeating like this. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I took it as, you know, a boxer now in the ring, listen to what his trainer told him. You know, yes. you keep repeating to yourself, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, heavy hands, busy feet, you know, blah blah. you know, you keep saying this in your head as your mantra, like to remind you of what to keep doing, you know? And I like, I caught that right away. That's
2: exactly how it came out. And, and I sent it to you like five minutes after I wrote it. I mean, literally like five minutes.
0: Wow. Really?
2: And I just said, I got to send it to him. Cause, cause he had talked to me once about, about writing something about boxing or fighting and i was like yeah i gotta send it to him i gotta send so it was like literally as soon as i I wrote it right here in my kitchen as soon as i got done i i just i I sent it to you and i was like you can use it if you want you know you can change it if you want i mean that's that's just how i am with everything as as far as that goes but yeah i was it, it it just came to me and it was just more natural and and I'm, I'm really excited about this project i mean this is probably oh, too
0: this is gonna be really cool and again yeah. um when we we're gonna play the song in a minute for everybody here a little sneak peek we'll play the whole song for you though and then when we come back i want to talk about as far as like i mean you've already won several awards we're gonna talk about when we come back this this i think is i know you entered a contest and stuff and, you know, the film contest, this is definitely going to win you awards for sure. I mean, from what you're showing, I did, I saw none of the video, but from seeing the pictures that you're sending me, I mean, this is definitely going to this is going to hit big time, I think.
2: Well, I hope so. But I mean, I, I really to be honest, man, I just I'm just hoping that that you like it. I, I don't care about the awards. I mean, they're nice. Don't get me wrong. I I, enjoy, I love you know, getting reads from a film festival,
0: right.
2: You know, I love the recognition, but for me, it, it's, it's more, I just, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Honeybone Rush. I have Thank been you. for a long time now. And, and I'm a big fan of your work and I'm a big fan of you as a person.
0: Thank you and,
2: very much. I value your opinion and I just, uh, I, I want to, I, if anything, I want to impress you.
0: No, and that, I, that's it, a funny ball. When I, when I was sending you, when I was sending you the tracks, I'm trying to, I'm like, I hope he likes this. If he doesn't, I'll come up with something else. But I'm like, damn, I hope he likes this. I think that's why we, we work pretty well together because I want to impress you and you want to impress me. You know what I'm saying? Rather than, you know, eh, hey, here it is. Hey, yeah, use it or don't use it. You know, it's like we actually care what one another thinks. And like I said, you know, you, you wanted Trey, I contacted Trey, Trey came through, man. And it's like, yeah. I mean it's gold. I couldn't picture it with anybody else other than him. And like, you know, Adam's a great guitar player and a great singer too. Um uh,
2: I wanna I wanna ask you some questions too when we come back if you're yeah. okay with that. I oh, mean yeah. I, I want
0: Definitely just no cheap shots, you know what I'm saying? Don't liver shots. Are...
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm <kidding. laughs> I got some questions I wrote down and uh and I was gonna ask would like to ask
0: you. All right, cool. So okay, it used to be the journey man and now this is called Tough Man. Tough right? man. Tough man. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the premiere of the uh, audio part of it anyway. uh, Hope you guys like it. Check it out. Be right back.
2: that song i love hearing (laughs) it it is incredible i
0: think it came out pretty
2: good yeah oh yeah it came out real good hey i'd like to switch gears on us here a little bit i I, i'm such a big fan of yours spike uh and I, i know you have a lot of fans and and it's nice sometimes to get to know a little bit about about The man behind the music, the mastermind behind (laughs) Honey Bun.
0: So you say mastermind? My wife would say nut job. But go ahead.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that goes both ways.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Anyways, listen. Your your name is John Liberani, correct? Am I saying that? Yep. And uh, you're from Marco Island, Florida.
0: Yep. And you started out from Brooklyn oh yeah brooklyn new york all right what what made you move from brooklyn to marco island uh that was economics um i was a trader on wall street for 25 years and uh property values were tanking at the time while taxes were going tripled and quadrupled through the roof and uh wall street everything was going electronic so there was layoffs like crazy so if you aren't an MIT graduate that can write algorithms, you are out, you know what I'm saying? I was a kid with no college, making six figures a year. And uh, like I said, couldn't afford to live there no more. It was getting ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? So my parents used to be down here and, um, you know, so we knew of the place. So we decided to get out of, get out of Dodge and come down here and start all over. Wow, that's
2: interesting. I would have never, ever guessed that because you're such a wild ass.
1: (laughs)
0: The funny funny part is I used to be a trader and we had to wear a suit and tie. If you didn't wear a tie, it was a $50 fine on the floor. You know, you had to be dressed up. You know what I'm saying? We had to the french cuff shirts with the cuff links all that bullshit and it's like i knew people for years you know and then you'd wind up like you go to their house for a barbecue with like a t-shirt and shorts on and you're all sleeved out and tattoos they're like the the wives and the kids are like freaking out you know going nuts who is this guy even some of the people you work with they didn't know neither they're like what the fuck hey that dude sell he's he's trading stocks over here and then he goes in the back he sells
2: (laughs) crap yeah right exactly Hey, so how'd
0: you get the name Spike? Again, that was a nickname I got on Wall Street. There's um, a guy who's probably passed on. No, he is passed on. Right now, Stevie Salma worked for First Boston. He, uh, he gave me that name. Um, I had uh, short, spiky hair. Well, I had long hair, but spiky on top. But um, that, and I was big on, um, I would go in the crowd and spike trades in your face. You know, like when you're playing volleyball as a spiker, a guy that spikes it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I was big on, like, um, as far as, like, people would be trading and doing stuff and manipulating stuff. I'd come in and just, like, slap it in your face. And uh-huh. everybody's saying, what the fuck just happened? You know what I'm saying? I spiked it, made them eat it, choke on it. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I was pretty ruthless. I wasn't, uh, like I said, I was a Brooklyn kid. I wasn't nearly as smart as, as the string pullers. You know what I'm saying? But I could go in the crowd and... And go and, you know, be 150 traders, and I would just, like, clean the floor with them. Do what I had to do and get out of there. That was Uh, my forte. I I, I was loud and I was pushy.
2: That's amazing. (laughs) uh, I mean, I'm so glad I know that about you now. I mean, I feel like I know you so much better. Well, let me ask you this. At what age did you first
0: take an interest in music? Oh, God. I'm going to say fifth grade. I was probably, like, 12 or 13 years old. Started a band with a couple little friends again. You know, we had guitars that weren't even in tune, and we had amplifiers that sounded like AM radios. And um, I grew up. My my older cousin he was a big influence on me. He's the one who turned me on to Led Zeppelin and the Grand Funk. And uh, probably about fifth grade, I discovered Kiss. And I was no, like, I-, I was like, this is what I want to do.
2: Me too, about, about that time. That, that, that reminds me 12 years old. 12 years old, that's when you used to lock the door on your bedroom. That's when you first <laughs> started lock the door on your bedroom, right? Oh, yeah. I can, I can remember this time. Uh, I was in my room. Door was locked. Right. And there was a big banging on the door, and I'm like, who is it? And it was my brother, and he was like, Hey you got a rabbit in there? And I was like, what? He said, do you have a pet rabbit in your room? And I went, no, why? He goes, well, what's all that thumping? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, the get the hell out of
1: here.
2: <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, where's my fishing pole? I'm like, I don't know. He said, you're the last one that had it. And I was like, I don't know where your fishing pole is. He goes, well, I said, can I just borrow that pole you got in your hand right there? Oh, God. So and like, so then he starts running down the hallway going, it's beating off, it's beating off. Oh, Jesus. like, you son of a bitch.
0: Oh <laughs> my God. I had, I had real quick story. I had, uh, when I was in my band Attica back in the late 80s, early 90s, um, our drummer, okay, and his brother were two fucking nut jobs, okay, <laughs> where they would throw, they literally would each have a dot board as a shield and throw dots at one another. They'd have them uh-huh. stuck in their heads, stuck in their legs. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg would be in his room after he just had an argument with his brother. His brother would come in and break a dish over his head. Like, I mean, these kids are just like out of their skulls, what they used to do. <laughs> I don't know what they me yeah. think of that. <laughs> yeah, it was a Last one. That. After this, it's whiskey. No, I hear you. So you were in a band, uh, Attica. Yeah. Um, how was that? I, was, I mean, that was probably one of my better bands. Um, like I said, you know, we used to play uh, CBGB's, Lamar's, all those places. Um, I actually, um, let's see, I think so far, yeah, two, and I'm working on another one. I've been revamping some of the songs. Uh, Adam Hyman helped me do, um, uh, there was a song with that band that I had, I, I wrote it, it was called uh, Reptilia. And I rewrote the song and asked Adam to sing it he did the guitar solo over it And he really helped me resurrect it I mean, I haven't played that song since like 1987 Um, And we redid it Um, And actually, um, the song that you like, Petty Theft That I did with Trey Used to be a song that I wrote called The Crucifier And there was actually another part The main part of that song that I do with Trey Actually was the bridge To the crucified, it was a different part, and I really didn't like it too much. So when I rewrote the song and revamped it and had um, Trey sing it, it became Petty Theft, you know, as you know of it now. And I'm working on. I have a song called Halloween that I wrote back in 1987 with that band Attica and I'm in the process now of trying to revamp and revitalize that one. But um, it's definitely an old-school, like, Iron Maiden-type song. It's got, like, 15 different parts to it, you know? Not like what you write now with, you know, what people seem to like, which is, you know, pretty much a standard, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, and end it. This has got, like, 15 parts to it, so it's taking a lot of work and a lot of different timing changes. Oh,
2: that's cool. And you were in another band called Disciples.
0: Yeah, that was my other main band that I was in. Um, We did a couple of videos back then, Um, and like I said, we opened up for Saxon. Uh, We opened up for Twisted Sister. Uh, Again, when I say opened up, yeah, we opened up. We were like three, four bands before they actually came on. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff. And uh, we thought we were gonna come close. It was, you know, a couple of times uh, we actually had a record company that was interested in us uh, from uh, France. And they wanted to take... Again, we did heavy metal. You know, we did that, you know, Iron Maiden, accept type, you know, heavy metal. Judas Priest was our style, original music. And they wanted us to take one of our songs and make it a dance song. And the, huh. guy, the guy who wrote the song for that one, he's like, no fucking way. And the rest of us, again, at the time, we're like 18, 19 years old. We're like, dude, fuck it. Who cares? Do what they want to do. Get on the record label, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we didn't want it. We wound up saying no and not doing it and... Again, too it might have been the one song, who knows, that came out and fell by the wayside. But it never happened. It ne- never transpired. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've got some, some good stuff going on now. You're probably the hardest-working musician, studio musician that I've seen in forever. Thank you. I Put appreciate new it. Out. You're putting something new out. I mean, every couple of weeks, something new. And, it's, and every time, you're just... You're getting better and better and better with with it, you know. It's I'm not that you're getting better as a musician, but I'm just saying each time it's it just seems like another level. It's like the stuff is, is great, and I'm and, and what what what, uh, what
0: what future plans do
2: you
1: have?
0: Uh, um, as, as... Well, to be honest with you, again, like um, I just I've always been like that. Like the two bands you mentioned before when I was younger. I probably wrote 90% of stuff, and it's actually it's funny because my wife asked me like two months ago, she's like, How many songs have you written? Because she knows I've been doing this again. You know, I started playing guitar in fifth grade and all that stuff, but I started like seriously writing my own music from like 16, 17 years old. And I I guesstimate now I got about 126 songs copywritten under my name. Wow. You know, with the Honeybone Rush project that I started, we have, we, you know, I had, you know, drummers and everybody else involved. Um, and then when things fell by the wayside, I'm the type that I'm not going to let it stop. I need to keep doing this like a shark needs to keep swimming. So, you know, if a band, you know, if the drummer drops out, the bass player drops out, well, I'm going to play those parts myself then. I don't care. I'm just going to keep it going, you know. Either
2: that or collaborate.
0: Yeah, and collaborate. And I want to keep it going. But uh, as far as future plans go, I started now. And I I love working with you, and I'm glad you actually do this. And I know I don't want to say nothing ahead of time, but I know you have another project that you're talking about filming first, and then you want me to write the score to it. I would love to do that. I cannot wait to do that. Um, I started now um, ghostwriting for a couple of bands. Uh, I wrote some songs for them, and, you know, they pay me X amount, and it's their song, Do What You Want. Um, But I'm stopping doing that because already, like, I did like for a couple of bands, like four or five songs and it becomes a real tedium. As far as to get back to your question, my future plans, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I just, I love playing music. I'm semi-retired. So I come here, I sit in the studio.
2: Yeah. I've enjoyed, uh, um, working with you, uh, both as a filmmaker. Now this is our second project together, uh, as, uh, as me as a filmmaker, but also, I mean, I, you've, you've taken some of my words and, and, um, tweaked them and, and, and put, put them to music. And it, it just that right there to me, because it's, it was, it wasn't something that I, I was studied in. It wasn't something that I, you know, that I had done a lot of to me that those things, those moments are way more important to me as far as your, your yours and my relationship goes. Right. I am so much more psyched about like void of soul. I, I mean, I, I was just throttled when I when I heard that. You know, when when you use those words and uh, and the, the new one that you just come out with using a little bit of the words out of it, and it just it's just amazing to me. It makes me feel so good, uh, and that's why I don't have a problem if I if I do. I like to write, and I right. and I've written. I've written thousands of like poems and things uh, over the years and just crazy weird shit. But I, but if, if somebody can use part of it and, or even not use it, it at all, but they just, they, they take from it and it inspires them to, to create something Right. that to me is, that is the, that's the payoff right there. And, and I don't, I don't really care about the credit part of it. I don't care about any of those th- that, that, it, it's the fact that that something that I, you know, that some crazy thought that was in my head actually uh, evolved and developed into something uh, artistic, and right. it, it it makes me feel uh, on top of the world. I mean, I'm I'm so blown away, especially the the last one you just come out with. That is so kick ass. That vocalist you got for is his name yeah. Harry?
0: Yeah, Harry Tadian. Yes, oh, he's awesome. Man.
2: He is. He's a awesome. really
0: good kid, and and the, what I want to let people know is, see, what people don't know is, void of soul. Okay, and the lyrics that I also used that some of yours for spitting your eye was a song that you sent me called Dark Words. Well, it wasn't a song. Okay. It, well, it was, uh, was a, uh, right, Dark Words was was what you sent me was your poem or just your thoughts. You know, your, your words like that you put. Out. Right, yeah. and that's why what the what happened is. What I picked out of that for Void of Soul, okay, there was leftovers. There was like chunks uh-huh. of stuff that I took out that I didn't use, and I save everything. When it comes to this stuff, I'm just like a hoarder with stuff like this. Again, uh-huh. I got notebooks upon notebooks with like, you know, and I got a rule here just to deviate. If you come to my studio and you, you want to look through my lyric books or so working on lyrics, you can't make fun or laugh at anything unless you wrote <laughs> in that book yourself. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Then you can make fun of it, okay? Because there's a lot of like, you know, shit that people jotted down, myself and other people that, you know, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good, but you jotted it down. Now, you can't make fun of it or break balls unless you wrote in that book.
1: my balls. So really okay. long
0: story short, you know, Void of Soul, what was left over from what you sent me of dark words is what I put in Spit in Your Eye. Uh And then I put in my stuff about pulling out the human weeds and all that stuff, all of your stuff, you know, the shards of bone and a rusty axe blade. I love that line so bad. I'm like, that's, I got, I'm not throwing that out. (laughs) That's got to go in something. And then you sent me a couple of other things that I'll be honest with you. I'm working on it. And again, I think I'm chopping up and putting it in. So it'll, it'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Um,
2: like I said, if it, if it, if even a piece of it uh, gets used or or if it's just used to inspire uh, or another work of art completely different
0: i'm a big believer in if you if you wrote one line like if i use one of your lines if you go on spotify and you hit the song up and you hit up the you know the the, the song credits you're in there it says words and lyrics by John Leverani and Ed Mahalik, because I believe even if you wrote one line, you deserve credit for that. Now again, as far as, you know, money coming your way, like again, I told you, you know, half of these songs, they make a dollar fifty over the next year and a half. It's like I'm not gonna send you a check for twenty cents, you know what I'm saying? But when we get when that gets going, you know, I wanna send you a check for a hundred dollars one day, you know, ten years <laughs> from now. When Yash is graduating college, really you know
2: what I'm saying? i really don't even care about that i'm just ecstatic that you know just one of my weird thoughts t- got turned into uh art <laughs> that is, that's, for me that's 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 like the right. ultimate compliment that uh somebody can give and and i i really appreciate it and i really i really love working with you i really love the relationship that we've developed um it's cool i mean i I i'd love to i can't wait to 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 come down there and hang out with you i really can't we'll do Um, it one
0: day we'll do it
2: yeah i gotta figure some stuff out i'm probably going to be going back to work soon i've been off all summer which has been great which has allowed me to be able to get my body to where it's at and uh and allowed me to work on this project without too much uh interference as well like the, the other projects i was working and off and working and and, and you know it was it was tough but this one's allowed more uh creativity and and more time to be spent on certain things so i'm, I'm really uh i'm really excited about the this project um and i'm really love the music the music is, oh, is thank amazing you.
0: thank you and you're again like i said it real like again i know i'm not going to get rich from doing this i know i'm not going to get famous from doing this i don't care to anyway i'm just i enjoy it but when people tell me you know oh that song you know it really hit home it really means something to me or you know that's how i feel and it really makes you feel good you know what i'm saying that oh, yeah. to me that's that's all the money in the world is that
2: yeah yeah and you get that i see the comments on on your uh posts when you put a song up i see the i read the comments um people say and i do see things like that and let me ask you one question before we get before we get finished up here how did you come up with the name honey bone rush because i think that's the (laughs) coolest fucking name in rock and roll period i I remember when i first saw it i was like god damn i gotta listen to it it doesn't
0: matter if it's shit i gotta listen to this because the name is so fucking cool I slapped that together. I was just coming up with ideas when I started doing this again. You know, again, I'm a heavy metal guy, okay? So, you know, I start thinking of things like, you know, uh, you know, uh, deceiver, uh, you know, uh, sacred death. You know, you think of all that shit, which to me, it's done to death anyway. But when I started doing this again, I took a long hiatus from doing music. So when I got back into it, now I'm in my fifties and my boy, Johnny Fusco, okay. Who's got his own stuff. He does. He was my first singer on the first, like two albums. Um, you know, we were going to do blues. We started doing the, like our first album is, uh, before the insanity and it's blues stuff is what it is. And I figured that's what you do at our age, you know? And then I made a couple of songs a little bit heavier and, you know, he's like, you know, well, and I, that's what I like to do anyway. That's what people are doing. So when I came up with a name, I was thinking of something kind of ambiguous that doesn't go either way, you know? And uh-huh. I just thought it sounded cool. I just threw, I took some eclectic names and just threw them together. And I just thought that sounded really cool. Honeybone Rush. What does it mean? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was a name. <laughs> but after I did it and it went out, I found out that Honeybone means something in the porno industry. Honey, <laughs> Honeybone is a guy with a big cock. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was like, uh, I was like you know what? It's not a bad thing neither anyway, I guess. What the hell? And then... Yeah, um, they call,
2: me, call me salty bone. Yeah,
0: so I just wanted to come up with something a little bit different, and I just thought it sounded cool. I thought it was eclectic to three words, and together I thought it sounded pretty good. And then um, the kid, Vernon Mahoney, I made friends with him, and the kid's an incredible artist, and he did the logo for me. And I was like yeah, so was. happy with it. I mean, when he first sent the logo, it was a little bit meh, nah, it wasn't what I was looking for. I was like, and he gave it a little tweak. I was like, dude, it's awesome. I love it. So yeah, yeah love- Honeybone Rush was just something it just, you know, like uh, you know, you know, sticky shoe band-aid, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? It's just just something I came <laughs> up with.
2: Yeah, it was great. I I love it. I like I said, I once I when I saw that name I, I was like, I got to listen to this. And then, of course, I, I listened to a zombie stripper girlfriend. And no, I was right. like, that is cool, man. <laughs> this guy's got a good sense of humor and he can rock. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I mean, I, I thought you, I, honestly, I thought you were probably like 25 years old uh, and, you know, just a crazy rocker dude. Right, 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 right. And, uh, and I just thought that was so great, man. I, I loved it. And I've been a band ever since, and I've listened to everything you've got. Thank you. At least once. I've, I've, so some things I've listened to a lots of times, but um, I've listened to just about everything at least once. I've, I, get, um, I I know we had talked about this before, but uh, who's... Uh, two or three bands that you'd like to give a shout out to. And then maybe I'll give two or three bands that I'd like to give a shout out to and why.
0: Oh man, I, I, I can't do two or three. See, i just so, you know, I never do tweet shout outs because I always, I'm afraid I'm going to forget somebody and make them feel slighted. You know what I'm saying? and uh, and it's funny like but like again like again you know demon scar david hk um you know adam hyman uh sincere uh all of these guys again it's like uh titanosaur I, I know i'm gonna forget people and i feel so bad and i apologize if i don't remember well, you right well, now i'm pretty fucked up and drunk okay but um what i'm trying to say is though those guys though invited me into their little circle when i first started this and we shared they shared my stuff i shared their stuff we got like a little community going and um again they're all their music is great too but not so much that their music is so good it's just they're good people they got a good attitude um and they work well with, you know we all work well together and we try and help and promote one another's stuff you know what i'm saying House uh, housemate of dawn all these people it's like it, it's wild and then there's the other people that don't have bands you know um Again, you know, uh, Martha Ruman, uh, uh, you know, uh, T. Mutter, all these people like um, that, like, um, again, see, you now I'm, I'm drawing blanks and I feel bad. I don't forget you people right. out there. Please don't be slighted. God, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, uh, Jenny, I love you, Jenny, uh, in England. Um, these people, you know, retweet your stuff. I mean, they don't have to. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Cabo Wabo Jenny. Yes, Cabo Wabo Jenny. I love her. I yeah, mean, yeah, she's these,
2: awesome. What so a great awesome. Girl.
0: But that's, uh, I'm going to say that right now, as far as, okay, I gave my shout outs, but, and my reason why is this, um, I enjoy this, again, like this, I met you, we're having a good time, we're talking about a common interest, or art, you're a filmmaker, I'm a musician, and this is awesome, and that's why I started this show, to be honest with you, is to meet and hang out and, and help promote, but even if it don't promote, just the fact that we got to hang out and bullshit, have a few laughs, have a beer, this is, yeah. I'm a millionaire, you know what I'm saying, right now doing this. This is just incredible. I love this. Again, I met your lovely wife and your son, and, you know, it's just, it's so awesome that you get to do this and meet people. This, to me, is what, this this What's is all the riches, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I'm 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 really happy, uh I'm really happy. I clicked on your on your page. And again, you know what it's like though yeah. too,
0: like in the beginning, when you first contact me, I'm like, What does this guy want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember I remember like I think the second thing I ever said to you is, I got no money for this. You know what I'm saying? Like you said you want to make a video of me. I'm like, Okay, how much is this gonna cost me? You know what I'm saying? It's like but then you yeah. realize, you know, what, well, you know, you have your art and you need music and I'm putting on music and you know, it's good, but you got to be careful this day and age too, because you don't know. Like you know, is there an angle here? Like what's going on? You know what I'm saying? When when you meet people for the first time, you got to be cautious.
2: Oh, I definitely yeah. A lot that, there's a there's a lot of them out there that I've see, I've seen these uh, you know, like reviewers that they want some money. Uh, see see
0: shock law shock law. You guys retweet my stuff all the time like crazy. Bovine nightmares. See, I feel bad. Like that's why I don't like doing shout outs because I forget. Uh,
2: well, I cut I'm you off. Sorry. Sorry, I threw that out there then. I no, didn't it's that.
0: fine. No, no, it's a good question. Hey, I ask other people those questions, and they got to answer it. What about you? You had some <laughs> shout-outs you said? Uh, yeah. I mean,
2: I I, I, I like to shout out to people that I've actually talked to, you know, uh, like uh, Steve-O from and uh, Engine. I've Skyped with him on the phone. Simon right. Webster from Reckless Velvet. I've talked to him and Skyped him on the phone. He's a funny guy. Um. um Logie from Mad Wet Sea.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Great guy, man. Uh, Sean Sidetrack. I talk to Three Mind Blight all the time. Of course, uh, I haven't talked to him. But, uh, yeah, I did a video for for him as well. Um, And then there's uh, others. You you, you mentioned Jenny Cabo Wabo. Then there's uh, Eric uh, Eric Shovelhead. Yep, yep. I think he's like ape hangers now is his new handle uh I, I talk to that uh biker trash uh bt all the time i mean he's always retweeting stuff and um i talked to uh yeah yeah you said shock lore. uh i love those guys they're they're great <laughs> they're um, fucking
0: nut jobs
2: I yeah, like, like bone from texas yes man, yes
0: yes john yep
2: ass man i love them yeah. and then uh What's that? What's that? What's his name uh, out there in uh, California? The KTLA Fred, Fred, Fred Bellade. Bellade.
0: Yeah. Fred Belade. He's, yeah.
2: he's back in
0: action. Good for him. Yep. And yeah, he was, uh, he was down for a little
2: while and I really missed him, man. He was, yeah, a me too. Grim- yeah there's, there's, you got all those, those people that uh, I, I think are, you know, they're, they're all part of the community too. Some are musicians, some are not right. And, but but they're they're there and they, and they take an interest in in uh, what we do, and uh, and and they take more than an interest. They seem to even take more of an interest because they, they they'll they'll throw my stuff out there all the time, just right. out of the blue, and and yours as well. I mean, especially Jenny. Yeah, uh, I, I see her throwing honey bone rush stuff out all the time. But yeah. I see her doing that with other other artists as well, and so. She'll throw, uh, you know, some of my my work out there, and uh, I really appreciate those people, man. I mean, it it's it's like it's it's such a great community. I love I love artists because see, I'm around a bunch of rednecks where I live. You know, I'm in West Virginia. Right. All right. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I have I have no I don't have anything against them. I'm redneck myself, but but uh, you know, as far as having somebody to to to, to communicate with, that's kind of uh, it's kind of on my wavelength of uh, artistic um, uh, enjoyment or pleasure or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've found that with this uh, with with uh, this these people that I've met on Twitter, and it's crazy and it's weird and it's yeah. it's not like uh, you know it was on a dating app or something and you know f- trying to meet people. I wasn't trying to meet people. It's just people with common interests. Common interest. Yep come together and then you you know like you said you're cautious at first and it's a hey or whatever but then you realize uh they're they're just like
0: us oh yeah you know? definitely you know what to ask you know before before we wrap this up um if you could like let like other like aspiring you know younger filmmakers out there um i know you enter a lot of these contests and you you win a lot of awards i know that um but like i had actually the other day when we were talking on the phone and we were talking about like the Confen film festival, you know, like the, the bigger events, like how hard is it to get into that? Or like, what, what do you have to do to get to that level, to get into that?
2: Well, there's a couple of different ways. One, you gotta be related to somebody. Okay. <laughs> Two, you gotta be, you gotta be already famous and well-known, uh, for those bigger festivals. So
0: I thought that and, was amateur to begin with, but you need to be well-known already. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean,
2: if- if you just look at the films that are in these, you know, the projects that are in these festivals and you look at them, there's, there's always they're, – they're industry people. Um, yeah, Sundance is, is is a big one. there's They're independent films. But what they mean by independent films is they weren't sponsored by a studio yet. Okay. It doesn't mean that they weren't, you know – and you, you got to spend a lot of money on a lot of these films, you know, in order to – in order to qualify unless you've just got something that's just off the wall, uh, innovative. And, uh, and it's just, you know, just great
0: groundbreaking,
2: yeah, groundbreaking. Yeah. Groundbreaking would be the the, the word for it and and, which that happens at times. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't take people uh, that are lesser known. Um, but a lot of times, uh, you know, they're film students. A lot of film students that I went to film school with, uh were rich man i mean they were rich beyond beyond belief you know, people that i met and they were international students you know when the school i went to columbia college hollywood out in la uh, it was uh it was an international university i mean there was there were uh the americans were kind of the minority in the school and most of them, most of them, all of them were rich. I mean, I had to take out loans and everything to to continue my education there, and I and I worked at a golf course and I made good money there. It was a the Sherwood Country Club, which is a pretty famous golf course uh, out in L.A. Uh, all the famous people were there. I've, I've worked for so many famous people on the golf course, right. um, so I made I made a good living, you know, um, and so I was able to afford afford it. And I, and everything but it it's 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 really tough to break in if uh, you know by just your merits um and unless you like like I said unless there's something groundbreaking and i I'm, I'm hoping that um this project that we're doing you know i mean I've been at it for a long time I've been chipping away at trying to uh chase my dream
1: yeah but
0: you and, know i I refer to you as the next rob zombie
2: okay yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah was- that's awesome yeah I, I, Love that. I mean, I I've been chipping away at my dream, and 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 I pay for all my own projects. Um, I save up for them. Uh, I'm not in a place where I can get actors all the time. I'm not in a place where I can, you know, I have access to all the equipment and uh, and everything. So it's tougher, but I, I have this love for it and. And, uh, you know, my goal is to one day, I, I just want to get one of my projects financed. I have a couple of screenplays that I've written right. that, that I can't afford to do. They're just too big, too big of a, a budget for me to do. And I just would like to get noticed by someone and, and have them say, uh, well, what do you have? And I, I got
0: them. I do have them. Well, I got on my wall though, what I'm looking around the studio now, um, You know, again, I I have them on the wall here as a homage to your accomplishment. I mean, I was just lucky enough that you used my music for your video, but, you know, three different, you know, events, four awards for three different events that you won, and I'm very proud of that, you know, to know that, you know, I'm associated with you, and, and, you know, you pulled that off. Uh, The London one, you got not only best video, then you got, like, uh, uh, best overall project, so that was, like, two awards you got for you know, one event and just, I mean, I just, I think it's awesome. I definitely think that one day for sure, you're definitely going to, you're going to blow up onto the scene big time.
2: And I'm, and I'm so, I'm, I'm so proud that, uh, you know, I've gotten to use your music because I love it so much. And thank you. You're pretty well known in the You're pretty well known out there, man. People knows who honey bone rush is, man. Um, and they, they, they flock to your stuff and, and I'm I'm really uh, I'm really happy, and I, I think the you know the combination because I'm a metalhead too. I love metal. Right. I mean, I like genres of music. I really do. I mean, I can't say that I don't. But my first love's always been metal, and I too started off Kiss. Yep.
1: <laughs> you mm-hmm.
2: know, Foreigner, Led Zeppelin, yeah, uh,
0: Black Sabbath. And I,
2: then, I, then I got into Ozzy, and it was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I mean, diver Madman, man, and you know, you had the uh, uh, diver man come out, and I and I, I got it, and I I can listen to that I, to this day. I can listen to that whole album over and over and over again.
0: All right, Ed. Listen, I want to thank you so much, man. Thank you for being an amazing artist, an amazing friend. um I look forward to hopefully many more, many more projects to be doing with you because I love working with you, and I I want to hitch my wagon to your star because I think you're going to go somewhere for sure. Uh,
2: it's the other way around, brother. <laughs> Believe me, without the music, it's it, it it's all meaningless. And your music is um, I'm a huge, huge fan of okay. your music thank you so
0: much you don't. you don't have to say a thing i mean i just there's so there's so many other talented uh you know artists out there that you could work with and i feel honored that you're working with me to be honest with you i mean i don't want this to turn into a big circle jerk right now you know (laughs) know what i'm saying but i love you brother and this is this is it's awesome and i'm so glad that we got together to, to work on this stuff
2: yeah me too me too thank you very much and uh
0: Everybody keep an ear out. He's working on the finals, whatever, you know, they got to do. But, uh, if you had to give it, again, we're not going to pigeonhole you. We're not going to nail you down. When do you think like the video might be out?
2: All right. our, our original, uh, our original target date was Halloween. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to bust ass to try and make that happen. But, um, hopefully by if not then hopefully by at least before the holidays right um, I, would, I would love to get it done by then but like i said there's a lot to do there's a lot more to do on this one than than any other project that i've ever done so uh we'll see but you know sometimes we get in a groove and 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 shit flies sometimes we'll, you know we get in there and, and it's and we're done in a few hours and we're like wow i thought this was going to take two days I mean, right. we got four hours,
0: but, and other times uh, it's like pulling teeth right it takes forever
2: yeah plus the, you know you never know what's going to happen with with our day jobs and with our family lives and um you know and things popping up and happening um you know that's like we had a lot of you know delays on the last project from for different reasons deaths and right you know other things but uh yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really glad that I got to know a little bit more about you, and uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, I really, really, really didn't. I mean, the the curveball was you were a trader on Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> that that just blows my mind, and I'm so glad I know that. And uh, I love
0: when people watch Wolf of Wall Street and you know uh, Wall Street with Gordon Gekko, and like, was that is that true? Was that really what it was like? I'm like, yeah, pretty much it was. Yeah, that was it.
2: <laughs> it was You were the wolf, oh, you were the spike.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a oh, lot of well, shit like pretty,
2: that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing stuff. And I and it was it was nice to hear about, you know, some of your beginnings and and and, and uh where you got started and uh, and about your bands Attica and Disciple. Uh, I'm and I'm Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we had this conversation and I uh, I feel like I know you a little bit better and uh and I think your fans will get to to, to, to experience that as well. And, uh, and I'm happy that that they will, because I, that was really cool.
0: I appreciate that. And trust me, when the video comes out, we're definitely going to have to do a show with me, you, Trey, and Adam Hyman. We'll definitely all get oh, yeah. together. You know, maybe get your boy Bo if you want. We get maybe, uh, you know, Murph or one of the guys in there. We'll do a, uh, you know, like a, a total rap afterwards about it. And um let everybody tell their, their, their side of everything. And I want to ask you more questions next time you're on about your beginnings, about what got you into filmmaking and all that stuff.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would love to, to embellish uh, that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great, man. but uh, listen, uh, before we leave, uh, make sure you hide the pet rabbit. <laughs>
0: I don't <laughs> nobody catch you with your rod in your hand Neither oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody God. listen Thank you for tuning in backstage With Spike episode 71 Be kind to one another out there Be tolerant peace
1: I'm not fucking leaving
0: The show goes on This is my home they're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. <laughs> They're going to need to send in the National Guard of fucking Swat Team because I ain't
1: going nowhere. <laughs>